And this is Righteous Ramblings, a podcast that's sponsored by One Walking and New under the umbrella of Walking and New, a nonprofit organization. Hi, this is Rashonda and I'm Barbara, and we're Walking and New. This is our podcast. We call it Righteous Ramblings. We have a guest tonight, Shanae Matthews. Welcome, Shanae. Hello. Everyone, hey girl. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, Barbara and Shanae are really good friends. I've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna let Shanae introduce herself and give us a little story about herself. Yeah, tell us about you know uh, what you do, your credentials, and who you are, just as a wonderful woman of God, and um, and and lead us into this discussion about uh, us having rights uh, as it relates to our medical health. Okay, sure, absolutely. Well, what I do is I'm a I'm a fashion designer. Uh, I graduated from Fashion Institute of Technology. I create bags and handbags and shoes, and I'm also a coach. So I'm a, a business and personal development coach, as well as financial development coach. Meaning that um, I I help individuals in regards to leadership skills and understanding who they are, their why, their purpose, and to be able to create the goals and achievements and things that they're looking to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, I also work with young adults with their businesses and helping them um, stay on track with their businesses, helping them scale their businesses and take their business to the the next level and whatever that is they're trying to accomplish, whatever within their organization. Um, I love um, just having conversation and encouragement and empowerment, especially with women and to hear different women's stories and their journeys in life, as well as I share mine with the many things that I had endured in life. And to add the conversation to know that we pretty much are all the same. We just have um, traveled different roads. And so in regards to my medical, um, this is something new for me. Um, I never had to deal with anything uh, in regards to my health. Mm-hmm. It always been me going to the doctor and being like, oh, okay, you're great. You're in good health. Okay, see you back next year. But for the past two years, I've been dealing with some medical issues that has to do a lot with my red and white blood cells. And and so why is this happening and why is it going on? And then going to the medical doctors and they don't really have a positive answer to tell me really what's going on, even with all the testing and everything. Um, so I had to deal with a situation in which they wanted to just do surgery and I had to step up and advocate for myself and let them know that no, because I didn't, for one, I didn't feel comfortable with it. And two, they haven't did any type of workup in regards to when I say workup in regards to testing other areas that can 
probably be causing this problem to happen. It was just wanting to go right into this surgery and removing um, my lymph nodes. So by when I noticed that, I had to get really serious about advocating for myself and pulling all my medical records and everything, going into my portal, looking at my past medical records to see what um, what was really going on for myself. And then just researching, doing a lot of research and looking up words that I didn't have any clue or understanding of them. But doing this, that journey of researching, I've learned a lot. And so I got to a place that I was able to go to my doctor, even though he, my, my primary doctor was telling me, no, you should do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I kept saying, but you're not giving me no." anything that says this is what it is uh -huh. all you're telling me is possibilities and, and most likely uh -huh. and for me it's like why would I take a chance for you to remove one of my body parts for a most likely or a possibility yeah and, right right so for me, that was very concerning for me. And so I had to reach out to individuals that in my circle and other colleagues that I talked to and just really had to share this with them. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that don't like to share too much. Uh -huh. And so I... I <laughs> so I shared with, with one of my... Uh, friends and I shared with my father and his girlfriend, she's a nurse. And then one of my friends, she's a nutritionist and everything. Wow. And she's very heavy on natural health mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And so since I've been in the process with um, Karen Carter, um, help, her help with me getting on like a certain type of diet, um, mm -hmm. eating more green vegetables, doing all those things first while I'm going through other tests instead of surgery. Mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to see a change in my red and white blood cells mm -hmm. and seeing those those numbers go up higher. Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning, a lot of things has to do with our diet. Mm -hmm. And being able to, even though I wasn't a bad eater, but a lot of vegetables and different things like fruits and vegetables, I wasn't putting enough into my body. Gotcha. And so being on that journey with her and also uh, keeping a journal, journal, even in that, I was like, wow, this is like uh, strategizing for finances or something. I even got to keep journals with this. And organizing all my health and making sure I'm right track with that. Yeah. And so just by going through that, then seeing those numbers starting to change, I realized that I had to be the person to advocate for myself. Because if I don't look after myself, nobody else will. And Many of the other doctors, a lot of these doctors today, I just, in my opinion, I just feel like they just practice or they just put a band-aid over the issue and they don't really try to get down to the root of the issue to really find out what's going on. And a lot of times I just feel like 
many of us feel like just because they're doctors, yes, and they have their degrees and all those kind of things, we only just take their word and not go deeper to make sure what we're doing is the right right decision for us to do. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the research. Our own research. Our own research. Yeah. Wow, Sinead, thank you. You shared like a lot. And so I want to go back because our listeners, they don't know uh, much about your journey. They don't know much about who you are and they don't know about this situation. So you mentioned two years ago. Kind of go back to the the two years ago and help them go on this journey with you. And then um, you don't have to share you know, all of your business. That's not what we're after, but that just, we want to point out that number one, it's a process uh, Mm -hmm. as we navigate the medical system and then in navigating it, uh, being able to ask for what we need. And when we don't, we take steps. And then the third piece that you've spent some time talking about is how we do have to open ourselves up to our community, whoever that community is, to seek additional help. So back two years ago, um, kind of naming a little bit more about what's where you are and what's going on as you navigate, and then how you came to open up and invite someone else into the space to help you navigate it. Well, well, two years ago, well, for me, I'm always um, very, when it comes to um, situations like that, I just feel like, when you when I when you start talking too much and telling too many people, you know, sometimes people can be like discouraging or start feeling making you feel like, oh, maybe you're about to die or something, and now you get nervous and, oh, and you start and getting Jesus. scared and, and everything yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was more so about getting in my word and just really staying close to the cross and and really meditating on the word of God mm-hmm. um, to help me to keep my faith up and everything so that I can go through this process, mm-hmm. um, this healing process, mm-hmm. because I know that situations and circumstances and trials and tribulations do will and do happen in our lives and everything. But for me, when it came to my health, the journey for that was more focused there Mm -hmm. than reaching out to anybody. What was your first conversation with your doctor? Well, the first conversation that I had with my primary doctor, it was just basically about he he was concerned with first it was with my sugar level. And and for that reason, I was confused with that because I was like, sugar, I don't even I don't even cakes and cookies and sweets and he's like but it's the foods it's something just in the foods and so that also brought me to awareness to start being more aware of reading labels Mm -hmm. in the different foods that I purchase and buy and as I went having that conversation with my doctor that was the first reason why he wanted me to go send for blood work and to see what was going on there and then from there that's when I learned of other issues that was going on in regards to my red and white blood cells. Um, 
in the beginning, it was it was like up and down, up and down. One minute is okay, one a minute, one um, week, couple of months later is 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 up again, and all those different things that was going on. But they were really concerned about my symptoms. Did I have any? Did I feel weak? Did I feel like I couldn't hardly breathe or any of those kind of things that was going on? And does my arm hurt? Does it hurt if I lift? All these other symptoms that can tell your body that something is going on. And my answer would always be, no, I'm fine. I feel great. And so... And then it was just, it got to a place of more so of just watching me coming there and watching. Um, my lymph nodes were swollen because there was some type of infection going on inside my body, but they still didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then um, it got to the ger- the point of now your lymph node is still swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the first biopsy, but we want to this time remove the lymph node. Um, So when it got to that place of removing, I, I didn't want to go that, go to that place yet because I, for one, I didn't feel comfortable in my spirit with it. Uh And number two, he didn't really give me no good reasoning why you are moving my lymph node. And the only thing that they was able to tell me was possibilities or most likely. And when I asked the question of, okay, so if I let you move my lymph node, what's the next step? What if that's not the reason? What's the next step? What are you going to do then? Then what? What are you going to remove then? He couldn't give me no answer. And so I said to him, he said, well, if you want to wait for three months, like you want to wait for three months, then you can just wait for three months and this and that. And then come back in three months. I said, yes, that's what I would like to do. Okay. So let's Mm -hmm. back. You get a biopsy. What Mm -hmm. are the results of the biopsy? It, like I said, it just said most likely. Possibility. Okay. <laughs> so the doctor says on a most likely on a possibility, we just gonna go on in there and remove this off of your body. Yes. And that's all they told you. Yes, because that's all they were, that's all their focus, that's all their focus was on was what they feel that them having to test to see if that's the only way they can see. If what they were testing for, if that's what it is. And so it would just. That's usually what a biopsy is for. A biopsy is used to help you diagnose, but they don't have a diagnosis, yet they still want to go and remove your lymph node. Cut on you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that part. Right. Yeah. That part. That's the part that was that was uh, concerning me Mm -hmm. because now I'm like, okay, you had me take a PET scan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had me to take a PET scan. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the PET scan, when I read the summary, the report on the PET scan 
most likely impossibility. Uh, and when I compared it to the other CAT scan that I did in April, uh-huh. the lymph node they were talking about removing, it wasn't as big as it was in April. So it was just pretty much the same size. Nothing has changed even since 2020. Wow. And so when, yeah, so when I went into the doctor's office, now I have took the time to read my medical records, look at it, understand um, what was on there. Now I was able to go in there and ask the questions and voice my concerns that I needed to voice to the doctor. And so when I asked that question about, okay, if you remove my lymph node and that's not the reason, what's next? Because when I look at my records and I read my records, it says most likely in the lymph node is the same size it was since 2020. It has not changed. So what is your reasoning in wanting to go to surgery to remove my lymph node. So the only reasoning they was giving me was because it, once we cut it out, we can dissect it and we can cut it open and we can what? see so what's in the inside. On me? What? That sounds like yeah. A- what? <laughs> yeah. So they, so they was like the test that you took before is like they, they was like look at it like a um uh uh. A, a round circle and when they went inside with the needle biopsy before they were like it's only taking out the it's only taking off pieces of the outside of your lymph node mm-hmm. it's not going in the inside so the only way we're going to find out if it is what we think it is uh-huh. is by removing your lymph nodes splitting it open in half and see what's inside there Okay, you exactly. that would be so that way they can put it back or something. I mean, are you hint? This is a Henrietta Lack story right. to me. Like you want to take and test and play around with my body removing parts on an assumption that there is a possibility of something when there are ways to do the work of researching your body to figure out a little bit more about what's happening. So. You know, uh, you've shared some some with me about how you've had to advocate for yourself. Take us down Mm -hmm. that road. Like, what what did you do after that? I know that you had an advocate in the room with you when you were asking questions. Yes. What happened there and how you moved to the next level? Wow. Right. So I had an advocate with me. Um, She was she's a, a RN nurse. So, you know, this is my first time having to go through this. So she was there and was asking questions, questions that I didn't know how to ask. And so and she was able to ask those questions with her, with these, with the, with the doctor. And so from just asking her, asking the questions, they got really like, they was getting really upset. Who was in the room with you? Uh, when this discussion was happening, I know you said a doctor. Was there more than one? Give us a picture of what who was in the room uh, before this doctor got upset. Yeah, so there were two doctors. 
and my advocate, she was there. Mm-hmm. Also, she was on the phone, actually, and mm-hmm. she was on loudspeaker. And she was asking all the questions that she knew to ask in regards and concerning me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the doctors, he seemed like he was he was getting upset because she was asking questions to the point that when she was speaking, he was cutting her off and she had to keep saying, no, let me finish speaking and saying what I need to say because she does have family members who are concerned about her. So we need to make a decision as to what needs to be done moving forward with her before and understand what are you what are you going to do and the reason why you're moving her lymph node at this point. Mm-hmm. And she started sharing with them even her research because my lab works and everything to her to my portal so she can read through everything and she was bringing up all the different concerns and what in portal in regards to no change and all those different things and I'm not feeling anything I don't feel anything under my arm any of those she was bringing all those things up so they was really trying to convince um to move forward with the surgery to the point that she kept advocating and was saying, but you still haven't given me any solid reasoning and why this mm-hmm. surgery needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor, one of the doctors got up and he walks out. Wow. In the middle of the meeting? In the middle of discussing your health. Why? Yeah, he my out. health. My health, yeah. And so, and then one of the other doctors, she had got kind of rude and was telling me I need to listen to her. I said, no, what? listen to me because this is my body. Thank you. If you. If you remove something from my body that didn't need to be removed when we never even did any type of workup, anything to rule out everything else, right. then what? So then she started trying to get, because the advocate was still on the phone and she was still, she going to start, she going to give me a story about her mother. This is what happened to my mother. And we had to figure it out. She had to get her lymph node. So she told me this story about her mother. Her mother was like 70 something years old, but it was just their way of trying to convince me to, to manipulate, forward. to manipulate, yeah, to manipulate yeah. and to move forward. Yeah. And, and what they wanted to do. And so I said to her, I, when when it was all over and she finished explaining all that, I said, well, my decision right now is that, for one, I didn't know I was coming here for this type of surgery. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. You came into this mm-hmm. doctor's appointment and, and to, to ask your questions. And instead of them wanting to answer your questions, they were telling you why you just needed to do what they were telling you to do and have the surgery. Right, right. Because they felt like, do you still want to just, this was what the the doctor said. She said, you can either go this route or you just, every six months, you're going to have to go take a CAT scan and a PET scan. And I don't know if you want to go through all that. And they can just keep watching it and looking 
say, but if you just do this, we can just find out exactly what it is. And we can get things moving with you. If it's if it's anything, if it's if it was if it's cancerous. Yeah, if it's cancer. If 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 sorry that this is the journey you've had, and sorry you're still in the middle of this navigating this. Uh, I, I hope that our listeners are hearing you and and can join you and praying for you as you navigate this journey. But kudos to you for not just letting them Henrietta lack you. I'm sorry, no disrespect to our dear sister Henrietta Lacks, but this is the kind of stuff that uh, happens to us. And if you're filled with emotion and don't involve community and have advocacy, you can find yourself on a table like some people we know that have had unnecessary surgeries. I'm one of them, you know, because I listened to a doctor instead of advocating and digging deeper to understand what was really going on with me. And so I just want to stop and applaud you. Thank you. For fighting yourself and for being willing to come on and share with our, our audience about the need to do that. Now, go ahead and continue your story because this is so yes. helpful. Yes. So after I was talking to the doctors there, um, I said to her, I said, well, when I talked to the doctor, my hematologist doctor, um, he told me that I was going for a test. He didn't tell me that I was going to go for an inclusive uh, test where they removed the lymph node. And I told her, I said, I'm hearing different. My medical, my uh, primary doctor telling me one thing, my hematologist doctor telling me another thing. And now you're telling me this. I don't feel comfortable because it feel like everybody is not on the same page. And yeah, and the way everything's supposed to be set up, according to my advocate, is that um, that was the reason for them passing this law that all medical facilities supposed to be have portals so that one doctor can see what the other doctor is doing so that they can understand and come up with the best diagnosis for their patients and stuff. And so I told her what I would rather do is go back to my hematologist doctor Mm -hmm. to talk to him to see what's going on here. And my advocate was there also Mm -hmm. to ask the questions needed for him there. Mm -hmm. So that following week when I went to uh, my hematologist doctor, um, I guess the doctor that I went to for um, the lymph nodes over there, mm-hmm. um, they had to be in the same network because when I went to my hematologist doctor, that was the first thing he said to me, oh, I already heard from the uh, lymph node doctor that your advocate was on the phone and this and that and where she's at. It was like real attitude. (laughs) And give me your phone. I can talk to her. It was like that. And I was like, I was just sitting there like, okay. And this time for the whole two years that 
I was going to the with to 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 my hematologist. It was always just me and him in the room. But oh. this particular day, I guess my advocate kind of put some fire in they, uh on him and everything. Mm. He came in there with two other, um, I don't know if they were doctors or his nurse's assistants or who they were, but they came in there with their computers and taking notes and everything now. You said bullies. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so I was sitting, I said, okay, what's going on now? I, I never experienced this since I've been coming here for two years. All these people coming in the room like this. Mm. And so, I'm a so my advocate, huh? <laughs> like I'm a guinea pig. Like I'm a guinea pig. First she said bullies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like I'm your guinea pig. Right. <laughs> you got a subject here. Right. It's so take notes. We're going to one day write about this. Oh, my gosh. Right. Absolutely. So, and so I was sitting there. So my advocates started asking the same questions. And he was telling her that um, on the report, it says that she um, has lymphnomia. And she was like, no, it says that most likely a possibility because I, I looked at all her uh, blood work, all her uh, reports and everything. And it hasn't changed since April of 2020. And my question to you is, is, is why you want to move forward with the surgery? So now she's talking to the my hematologist. Mm-hmm. And he shared with him that it could be many other things besides what you're only focusing on. And according to um, Shanae, you have not ran any of those other tests on her. And so he, I said, because it says on my report, it could be anemia. It also says something about uh, deficiency and vitamins and all these different things that it also in my research that I also found too. So when I mentioned those things in my diet and all those things, he told me that didn't have anything to do with it. And it's either you, uh, your diet, vitamins, all those things don't have nothing to do with it. It's either you going to get the surgery done or you're not. Wow. Is that is a bully. That's a bully. That's a bully. A- <laughs> Shanae. Yeah. It was absolutely bullying. Huh? Yes. I mean, look, a, a hematologist, they study blood disorders, right? They look at blood right. disorders that are cancerous and non-cancerous. It is interesting yes. to me that their primary focus is not on the science, your blood results for the past two years. It's on the fact that they are ready to go in and cut something out of you and dissect it and and, and have people take notes and study it. Right. I mean, it's like, like Rashonda said, they brought a whole team in. Yeah, you like a guinea pig. Right. And right. the fact that right. I think you and I talked about this. I'm like, if you are walking out on me, in the middle of me being curious about my health and or if you are telling me what I need to do without being willing to listen to my questions and be empathetic about my journey, why would I want you cutting on me? Why would I want you serving me as a doctor? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that, sister. And that's what and that's what I told the other doctor that stayed in there. I said, see, first of all, he walked out. And I said, and why? He, he didn't make me feel comfortable in what he was saying. Now it makes me even much more nervous to even want him to even cut on me in any way, anyway, any at all. I said, yeah, anyway, I don't want him cutting on me or, or any of that kind of stuff. So when I talked to my hematologist doctor, it was pretty much like that same type of attitude. Oh, don't you want to be healthy? Of course I do want to be healthy. I'm all for preventive care and all that kind of stuff, but I'm also concerned about the risk that also the risk uh, mm -hmm. in, in regards to what you are wanting to do. And so I said to him, he said, so it's your choice in whatever you want to do. I said, absolutely. I know it's my choice. Exactly. So my choice at this point, right. I was like, so <laughs> at this point, my choice is I'm going to wait three months and go through the process that I'm going through with my nutritionist and all of that and see how that works. And in the meantime, I will let you know. And he gave me an appointment for to come back in January, but it didn't stop there for me because for me, it was like the way they showed up and how they uh, wasn't empathetic about anything. And it felt like I was being more like being bullied into getting it done and like a fear tactic, like, oh, don't you want to be healthy and all this kind of stuff. And so when I talked to my uh, primary doctor, um, I was sharing those things with him. He was for me going through that process, but I but I've known him for so long. So mm -hmm. I was able to be comfortable to talk to him and to be really real. Mm -hmm in him as a black man and say, look, um, I, I understand what you're saying about the preventive care and everything, but let me tell you my experience I had there with yeah. both of those doctors, all three of those doctors, oh, the, the two that was in the other office and the one that was in the other office, they weren't professional. <laughs> they weren't empathetic. I said, one of them walked out. And I told him, I said, there's no way in the world that I'm going to allow, I'm not going to go there. Even if there was something, I'm not going to allow them to cut on me mm -hmm. because of the fact that, or do any type of surgery on me because of, the, of them walking out the way they did. And it was very unprofessional. So I said to him, this is what you're going to do. You're going to find me another doctor to go to yeah. outside of that network into oh another network. Very so that, yeah. So this way I can get a second opinion in right. what's happening and what's going on here. I said, because I am more involved. I said, because I never had to go through this. So now I've learned through this process to, and I'm still learning because I still don't uh, understand a lot of different things, but I'm more aware and I'm, I'm advocating and I'm putting myself in a position to do the research. And I'm looking at my airspace portals and my portals and everything that I need to look at to keep up with my own medical records. That's right. And so from there, 
he sent me to another hematologist. Um, I went there and this time I had a lot of questions to ask. I also researched the doctor to find out who he was, what where he get his um, credentials and all those different things from. And then I was able after he, he had all my records and everything. He looked at all my records and everything. And after he finished looking at my records, the first thing he was like, first, I want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. He said, you can ask me the questions after I'm done. And Mm -hmm. then um, I said, okay. And so he looked at all my records and everything. He said, with my, uh, what I would do, this is what I come up with from looking at your records. Your lymph node is the same size. Hasn't changed since 2020. Come on. Um, But what I, yeah, so so everything that my advocate had said, he was saying the same thing.